Dan's Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 21. We are covering minute 21 of Zombie Lake, minute 21 of Burial Ground. My name is Dan. I hope you've been enjoying the show. And if this is your first episode, welcome. I think you're going to have a good time. Where do we leave off in Zombie Lake? Oh, yes, the mayor and the reporter were talking about the damned lake or the GD lake or whatever the heck they were calling it. In my favorite minute ever in cinema, one of my favorite minutes ever in cinema for seeing lighting equipment and camera crews. Let's see if the next minute gives us as much of that. Enjoy. (laughs) There's a reason. Let me explain. You see, there was a story in it once a long time ago, but no one cares about it anymore. There's no way you could update it. It would just be a waste of time. It may be a waste of time, but I'd like to look into it. You never know with a story. You're right. Time occasionally turns a story into folk tales and legends. And that's the very stuff of books. It was the war. quite a fun little minute because we get not only more awkward conversation and not between the mayor and the reporter and not only like are they slightly awkward there where he's trying to tell her in French and English you know forget about this legend forget about it it's not important it's not important no I want to remember no it's insignificant and da 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 and he mentions the thing about time making things myths and legends What's interesting is that if you put on the, like I, like I do here, like I've said before, I have the English dub on, but the subtitles from the French dub. And so sometimes they're way off. And here they're more or less the same. They're, they're actually quite a bit different when the mayor is speaking, trying to dissuade her than, than normal. There's one interesting bit, though, that thing where he says like about time and folk tales and legends. He says that in the English dub, a line before he says that in the French dub. So if you're watching it with the subtitles, he says that about myths and uh, folk tales and legends, but there's something different being said in French. But then the next thing he says, and that's what becomes books or whatever it was. I, I like I like it. Well, it's insignificant, but over time they become folk tales and legends and they become books or whatever it was he said. And it's like, okay, Mr. Mayor, you're the mayor. So we're going to let you have that one. But I didn't fully follow the jump there, but I'm okay with that. He likes books. That's what it is. So, yeah, th- there's an interesting moment there where they they say, he says the line in French and in English, but in the dub he says it completely like one line ahead in English. But that's ah, fun. My other favorite, well, there, there are several favorite moments. I mean, that, that reporter, I'm sure she's a very nice lady, but she just looks like awkward to me. Like I said, I don't know if her, are her teeth too long or is her, one of her lips, is her lip up too high or something like that? It's just, it's just weird. And, and Howard Vernon, the way they've got him dubbed, he just, he just really sounds like a doofus. And it's, yeah, because he, he is trying to dissuade her from uh, uh, asking about it, but he's not really all that gung-ho about it oh okay it was about 10 years ago that's interesting because in the the english dub he says it was during the war and he and then he says 10 years ago in the french one 10 years ago if this was during the war world war ii then that would put this around 
Set, this movie is set in 1952, 1953, in between 41 and 40, 51 and 55, which doesn't seem to jibe with several of the fashions we've seen, and I don't know about the gal in the beginning in her tiny, tiny shorts. I, I don't think... Well, it is France, though. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, in somewhere like America, if you saw someone like that in the, in the early 50s going for a swim, uh, that would be uh, outrageous. But in France, as, as we've said, you know, you can see in one shot, there's a beautiful naked woman and a guy's just walking by in the foreground like, I could stop and look at that beautiful naked woman, but there'll be another beautiful naked woman in a gazebo about 100 foot down the road. So so apparently this is set, I, I, I guess... I guess they knew in the English dub they were like, "Wait a minute, this can't be ten years later." That doesn't that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but but it is, it's a little yeah. It in the French dub it's clearly said ten years ago. Uh, putting this in the first half of the fifties in the English dub it's a little vaguer during the war. So let's continue. Uh, oh, okay, another great moment. Well, um, they must have known in that previous minute how much I called them out for uh, constantly showing equipment and crew members in mirrors. And they, there's none of that that I can see in this minute. There may be something in the corner that I missed, but um, those two are so goofy when they talk and so awkward. I just loved it. There's a moment where they zoom in on the mayor, which is great. The camera's kind of looking over at the table at the two of them. The mayor's on the left, the reporter's on the right. And the camera begins to kind of zoom in towards the reporter and then kind of jerks slightly to the left and goes to the mayor. Like, <laughs> I just like that. Oh, the wrong. Oh, gosh. I went, yay. Yeah. Steve, go. Jean-Paul, go to the left. Pierre, to the left. Uh, I like that. I like that very much. Uh, so, so yeah, so then we cut to a um, a brief uh, skirmish. I, I, I imagine they're French soldiers. I don't see swastikas on them. And they pull up in front of a building, the the, the cave or, or some such is what it says. It's, it's French. It probably doesn't mean that at all, but that's La Cave, Le Cave. They pull up in front, and then all of a sudden they start getting shot like crazy, and I I feel bad. There's one guy, he runs out in front of the truck. Uh, and when there's no, like, shooting, he falls to the ground. And then a moment later, he catches on fire. So, <laughs> I like that. I'm going to run around to, oh, my heart! And then he dropped dead. Oh, darn it. We lost, We he didn't get shot. He had a heart attack running around the truck. Oh, well. And, and then, in the background there's a small explosion and all of a sudden like a puddle because it's raining really hard a puddle lights up and the, and the the water floods along the the flame flies along the top of this puddle and this poor soldier who just had the heart attack is on fire and i like the you know be careful when you go out to that area of france it rains gasoline apparently mm. and uh, yeah a lot of shooting and and through you know in classic Eurocine fashion no one seems to be trying too hard and it looks like either they you know it was like oh it's raining if we jump around too much we'll slip don't worry about it we don't want anyone to get hurt just do what you can or it was a case of hey do you guys want to play soldiers in a movie sure when right now get in the truck right now get in the uniform right now we're doing it. well what are we doing just get out of there and pretend someone's shooting at you what's going on what's happening steve just had a heart attack no and then the whole minute ends with um, a guy throwing his hands up in his face in a I have blood on my hands, now it's on my face kind of maneuver that I really like. It's a fun minute. It's one of those kind of calm minutes until the very end and, and you, you could you could miss the silly of it. But there's a lot of wonderful silly going on in here. So much going on that I don't remember what was happening in Burial Ground. Oh, yes. The question arises at the end of the 20th minute of Burial Ground. Can one have too much suspense if one 
is not named Hitchcock or De Palma. Did that make sense? Um, can one have too much suspense? So the previous two minutes of Burial Ground have been more or less a couple making out and a very shallowly, shallowly, shallowly buried uh, zombie slowly creeping out of the ground towards them. Let's see what happens next. Zombies in Burial Ground will be smarter than zombies, many of the zombies we've seen up to that point. I mean, the zombies get smart. I mean, starting with, I guess, like Day of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead, you started to get zombies who ran and zombies who were kind of had intelligence. Uh, but this, 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 the Burial Ground is interesting for all that said and done in, in the zombie canon. In that, I mean, I guess, yeah, Nightmare City they run too, but they're not. I, are those zombies in Nightmare City? You know what? I've never been a huge fan of Nightmare City. I have the Blu-ray of it. Of course, I love the cover or the poster. But, and I love Lindsay. It was Lindsay, right? It was Umberto Lindsay, right? I, I think if I got that wrong, it ain't Martino. It was Lindsay. It was Diodato. Ah, crap. I'm saying it was Lindsay. You know, over the over this past week, as I'm recording this, I've been watching all six uh, Sergio Martino uh, Giallo. I've been having a great time. I finally I picked up all the Colors of the Dark on Blu-ray, which comes with the CD soundtrack, which I love. Thank you, Severin. Severin and Grindhouse do that a lot. Troma did that with Redneck Zombies. I have the I have the Redneck Zombies soundtrack on CD. I've said that before on here. I don't know why. I I, should, I watched it the other day again. Is why I said that, but. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, nightmares. Yeah, Nightmare City has its its runny things, but those are more like chemically altered kind. Of, well, those are the variations you got throughout and until we sort of fully set it down as they're all zombies, and then you started to get like variations of zombies and things much later. But but yeah, in the seventies and with a movie like say Nightmare City, they're not they're not quite zombies. You know, like the crazies, they're not zombies, but you know, occasionally they act like them. Well, maybe the crazies isn't a good example. Forgive me. But so so having said that, burial ground does have a certain place in that they're very specifically zombies, uh, and they, there's some great yelling. It's not human, whatever it is. It's a walking corpse. Well, then it's human-ish. How about human adjacent? The the Italian dub is much more sort of poetic because I think the guy, the photographer, says it's as if it's been eroded away by time. Molto bene, uh, molto bene. Sorry, molto bene. That's nothing. That's like a candy. That's a delicious candy. Sorry, I just embarrassed myself. I've, you know, I'm married to an Italian uh, American woman, and I just embarrassed myself. Luckily, she's not in the room. There's a dog here though who's going to report everything to her. 
Why am I talking in circles here? Because nothing happens. The first half of the minute is the continued creep up. He slaps his hand down on the photographer's leg. He's making out real big time with the gal. And it's interesting because what they do is they shriek and scream and then the camera goes behind them so you can see in the foreground facing us that the zombie kind of poised like he just was like hey why'd you run away from me and and the two of them just kind of scuttle back almost like crab walk backwards kind of way back up to, to up to the camera and then slowly stand up and it's great because the zombie like i said the zombies in this one will show some signs of intelligence but um here this one just seems a little stymied well he just came back from the dead I guess. If, and if he's Etruscan, he's been there for hundreds of years, a century, uh, th- uh, hundreds of years, a century, hundred, a millennia. I, I don't know. Um, hundreds of years, a century. Sorry, everyone. I'm getting everything wrong in this. That's because I'm just, I think I'm. What, what's got me is about 26, 27 seconds into that minute. The zombie's creeping along, creeping along, maggots dripping from its face. It's it's all decayed and doesn't look great. It's in its green robe or whatever. And it's about to reach them. And the zombie looks up at the camera and the look it has on its face is, do I have maggots on my face? Oh my God, how embarrassing. Oh gosh, I should have cleaned up. I just got out of the ground. But I know, I know this is not, this is inappropriate. I'm for, when you want to meet new people, you got to, yeah, this, these are not the sort of people who I think would appreciate the maggots dripping from my face. But let me try to make a friend anyways. And then he grabs the ankle and all heck breaks loose. And he just, I like how the zombie just kind of sits there. It's, it's actually pretty nicely done, especially on the blue at the end of the minute. The uh, the guy's over on the right and gone from the screen. You could see the dirty dress of the gal. I mean, if, if I... I I like the fact that you could you could foreground and you could see her dress is all dirty because they've been rolling around on this grass and in this dirt. And I, it's interesting to me because that was the outfit that she's in for photos. Wouldn't you not want to get that all dirty or should have brought a blanket or something? But 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 yeah, and, and in, the, in the way in the background, you see the zombie and he's just kind of like got his hands on his knees going, hey, what up? You guys taking off or what's um, my name's Derek, Derek the zombie. How are you? And it's beautiful behind him. It's so gorgeous behind him. As I said, you know, this being, well, this being 1980, there's probably another zombie film being shot right over those hedges. I was going to say that probably, if this were like 83, 84, I'd, I'd say um, it's a good thing none of us shoot live sound because they're shooting a post-apocalyptic film right on the other side of the hedges. But yeah, so not much happens here. It's, it's I mean, just the question is, can you have too much suspense? Can there be too much creeping up? Yeah, it's especially, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, just the... I guess this is their first encounter with the zombies, so they have to see it and have a moment to react to it, rather than like getting swarmed on and then and then eaten immediately. And they don't even know he's gonna. I mean, how's his jaw gonna move? It doesn't look like it's, it's too uh, movable to me. But yeah, I think I think there are time, at times you can have too much suspense, especially if you're just playing this sort of library esque music, and you intercut to people making out on the ground with a very slow moving maggot drippy zombie good times good times all right so the zombie so the folks two of two of our six folks know that there are zombies around and i guess let's uh let's wrap up uh one minute with european zombie circa 1980 episode 21 with this (laughs) 